You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. So John, I gotta ask. Sure, Adam. With your uh, beautiful baby girl, how do you like to entertain her? Well, I kind of just go with it wherever she wants to go, whatever she wants to play with. She does it. Mm, is she into like music, you know, or anything like that? Um, she has a little baby maraca that she shakes. Huh. I was thinking like maybe like an educational song you could sing her about, you know, right and wrong or just like, you know, eating properly. Do you have anything that you would like show her? Well, typically my wife handles that pretty well, but hey, I'm open to anything. Hmm. Anything that can make me look better as a father. Hmm. I might have an idea. Johnny, Johnny, yes, Adam, drinking coffee, no, Adam, telling lies, no, Adam, open your mouth, ha, ha, ha. I like it. Yeah. You know what? I think she's going to learn a lot from that. Well, she sure will. You know what? For someone who's not a parent, that was very helpful. Anything for you, John. Anything. For the podcast where your dreams become memes and your memes end up on our podcast. <laughs> yes, that is entirely accurate. I wonder how many people who aren't aware of that meme heard that and were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> There's probably a good amount of people. <laughs> there probably is. If you just look up Johnny, Johnny, yes, Papa, but Johnny has one N, I think you'll uh, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a very popular meme right now. You know, when I was growing up, I had Barney the Dinosaur and what else was there? Wow, you, you just really blanked out there. Oh my God, my childhood yeah. has just disappeared <laughs> in the blink of my eye. Yeah, <laughs> I think like back in the day with quality entertainment and now that YouTube, you know, has come out, you can really plug in anything for your children and the Johnny Johnny Papa series, you know. Oh, it's something else. It uh, really is. Yeah. That creepy CG animation. Oh, my God. The, the baby looks like it could be either. Who knows, man? It's crazy. I love how the baby comes in on that video on a skateboard. 
<laughs> baby all wakes ba- up. All babies can skateboard. <laughs> Ride skateboard. <laughs> well, here, your daughter's first birthday is coming up, right? She could use a good skateboard. <laughs> yes, yes. Pl- please give that to my daughter. My wife will surely appreciate that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Hey, buddy. It's good to be back. Hey, yeah. Here on another episode of Grounds for Discussion. My dank meme follower right across from me is Adam. He knows all the dank memes. And one of my uh, four people who like all my stuff and my dank memes on Twitter, I have John. Oh, yes. From me. Yes. Cheers, cheers, sir. All the coffee. Cheers. Ooh, yes. Oh, light cheers because we are drinking out of, I have to say, probably the coolest mug I've ever put my lips to. Easily. 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 We had a good friend of ours, Katie, over at Muddy Pup Pottery, make custom G40 coffee mugs. Ooh, yes. We're going to do a cool little uh, post for them on our Instagram on Monday, so keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime, check out her work at Muddy, Puppy, Muddy Pup Pottery. Etsy.com. She's also on Instagram on the same handle, and she does unique, beautifully crafted handmade mugs and yes. bowls and glasses and a little bit of everything. And it's, it, I, they're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I love these mugs so much, man. For I really, really do. Those of you who need a uh, uh, auditory representation, it is a solid black mug. Um, and in the middle is a circle indented. And it kind of almost looks like a golf ball, like a brown, picture like a brown golf ball and G4D written in the logo, just like our logo. So it's super cool and it's beautiful. Just look at this handle. It's got a nice little curve to it. Yeah. Wow. And now, and you pointed out something to me that I didn't catch before. The handles mm-hmm. are done in the opposite directions. That's right. For perfect picture taking. Right. Because Adam sits behind the board and controls all the mics and everything like that and wiggy, i see wiggy, opposite wiggy. of them and the way it works out with these <sighs> coffee mugs is picture perfect Boop. yes right there smile for the invisible camera <laughs> clink clink beautiful yeah i absolutely love these mugs go check her out support her like we always say support local orlando artists amen yes that's right Adam and I, we are your hosts, and this week on our weekly music podcast, we are going to be reviewing the latest album from Interpol. Interpol. With their album, Marauder. We sure are. Marauder sounds like the name of like a 90s action thriller, doesn't it? <laughs> but like a bullfight or something. <laughs> That's Matador, but... Starring Bruce Willis. Right. Actually, <laughs> did this come out on Matador Records? Yes, it did. <laughs> Speaking of which. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Marauder on Matador. Whew. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We'll be talking about that album in a little bit here. And then, to wrap up the show, we're going to be talking about the latest music and news. And then, tailing off at the end, final grounds, we'll be talking about music that we've been checking out that is noteworthy, but really doesn't fit our, you know, Full review. What are we listening to? We'll tell you. Yes. And you should check it out, too. Now, whether or not you should check out the Interpol album, 
We'll get we to we'll get we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. First we gotta warm things up a little bit, you know. We gotta settle in, you know, mm. get our groove going. Gotta let and, the coffee kick in a and little bit. Talk here. about how Adam is the luckiest SOB on the face <laughs> of this planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yes. I'm very fortunate yes. and lucky. Yeah, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Adam got to see Beyonce and Jay Z on their on the run tour. This is the second one, On the Run 2. On right? the Run 2. At Camping World Stadium here in Orlando, Florida, which is our really big football stadium. Sits over, I think, like 60,000 people. So it looked like a packed show. I don't think there it, was a seat empty. It looked pretty sold out to me. Um, yeah, so my girlfriend, Carrie, has a one of, probably one of her best friends, I would say. Uh, her name is Kelly. And you can follow what her. What up, Kelly? Hi, Kelly. Um, you can follow her on her Instagram account, which is Glamourbat, G-L-A-M, the number zero, U-R-B-A-T. She posts cool stuff, Halloween-related, so spooky. but instead of a no, it's a zero. That's correct. Gotcha. She posts a lot of cool makeup stuff, a little cosplay here and there. I saw a picture of her hugging a pumpkin. Yep. So she is definitely excited for fall. Oh, for sure. You know, pumpkin spices and I don't things nice is I don't know. <laughs> we should probably do like an episode where we review a pumpkin spice latte. It might do, kill us inside, but do do we really want to subject ourselves to that? I feel like you know what we could do instead. We should make our own pumpkin spice latte with actual pumpkin. Mm. I I would be I would do that. I feel like we could work on that. Okay. But anyway, um, Kelly gave could not unfortunately go to the concert so uh, she gave the tickets to carrie and i and my sister as well so thank you so much and oh my god <laughs> yeah i was about to say so where is the freak out point in this conversation well because everything you posted looked incredible so we were in the third row that is three the number three oh. <laughs> yeah um, number three from the stage yes so literally like DJ Khaled was uh, opening, and there he was, just on the stage. Another one, another one. Another Your favorite one. artist, too, oh, by the way. Love. He. It was funny. He had two bouncers next to him, and like he would come up and like you know wave on the audience or whatnot. And the other guy was just DJing for him. So I don't know. DJ Khaled has his own He's just DJs. Just a persona now. That's I, all he is. I think so, and producer, whatever he is. But yeah, so eventually Beyonce and Jay Z came out, and. Let me tell you, I have never felt my heart thump from a bass that loud in my life. Literally, like, I felt the wind from the bass just, <laughs> boom, boom, like, oh, my gosh. And it was just. That sounds like something out of a cartoon. You it know? was. Like, you know, like, like, you could picture, like, Tom and Jerry, like, Jerry trying to, like, put Tom in front of the TV speakers. And then the TV speakers is going, bro and his eyes just going and his skin folding back that was pretty much me the whole night <laughs> but yeah um it was it was incredible like yeah. I, I did do, i did a post on uh, our instagram actually uh, under g4d underscore podcast check it out check it out yeah so you can see some photos there but yeah there was dancing and singing and a full band and a tv screen and just like Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure they just spared it was, no expense. It was definitely production wise. I saw ACDC when I was in high school and I thought that was impressive, like stage hey! wise. It was insane. They had like a giant train come out of a screen and then like the blow up doll came out thing. Yeah, it was nuts. Um but yeah, this was just unreal with 
there's like a, two separate catwalks and they each walked on it pretty much and like did duets with each other okay tons of dance numbers costume changes pretty much every song beyonce with her wild hair just everywhere just her dancing and just the notes she can hit like you uh, it was incredible it was a, a incredible experience and i'm so very grateful thank you kelly again for that and yeah, yeah, dude, it looked it looked insane. I'm not it's gonna not sit s- here and pretend like I know all their music. Oh yeah, like, I like old school Jay Z quite a bit, and I actually liked his most recent album a bit. There's yeah. some Beyonce stuff that I like, but um, I wouldn't consider myself like, you know, super fans of their work. Yeah, I mean, it's I I don't think this is something I would normally want to go to or see, but like you don't pass up that opportunity. No. You got one opportunity. I think that's a DJ Khaled quote, right? Don't pass it up. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it will be, but yeah, thanks again, Kelly. That was and that and was if incredible. it wasn't, it will be now, right? Because obviously DJ Khaled listens to our podcast. Oh, well, I can only hope. And I also got I scored a uh, cool shirt too. Oh, nice. I have to. So it's got um it says OTR two. It's kind of it's a black uh-huh. shirt. It's kind of got gray square, and it's got Beyonce and Jay Z on a motorcycle on with a skull, like a antler skull on the head of it. <laughs> And then on the back is all their tour dates in the shape of a cross. <laughs> and it's nice. Not, and this was a nice little touch. Uh, on the sleeves, and it says J plus B. And I realized, I was like, why didn't they do Beyonce and then Jay-Z first? And then I realized, oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Probably a good thing. <laughs> Probably a good thing. So, Yeah, man. It yeah. looked incredible from everything that you had posted. And yeah. I think you should definitely count your lucky stars that you got the chance to see that show. It was it was unreal. Yeah. And it's crazy too. I'm actually going to go see the Mountain Goats this weekend. Look and, at you, man. And funny enough, so I'm going to go see them in Tampa at the Orpheum. Uh-huh. Um sold out show. Mm-hmm. So they posted on their Facebook a while ago. They were like, "Hey, we're going to give away some free tickets if you comment on this post and we'll like one at random give you tickets." So I made Carrie, my girlfriend, comment on it. Mm-hmm. And guess who won? She won. This guy. Has she heard a Mountain Goats song before? No. <laughs> so well, Both of you are going. Both of us are going. We're going to go to Dali Museum in the morning. We're going to go check that out at night. So, yeah, it's going to be a great. Living the best life here. Living La Vida Loca, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Black cat. Voodoo I feel the premonition. <laughs> that girl's gonna make me fall. I love the surf guitar riff in that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when he did the, um, I don't know if he recorded it, but like the Disney version of that? No. Oh, God. Yeah. She's living La Vida, Mickey. Oh dun, my dun, God! Dun, dun. You show me the Mambo Number no. Five version of Disney, but I did a Disney version of that song. But yeah. I did not know there was a Disney version of Living La Vida Loca. There oh sure my is. Gosh. Look it up. Uh, remind me to never listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of never listening to that, oh boy, what did you think of this? Uh, we'll jump into the new uh, Interpol album. Yes. Interpol with the album Marauder. Now, do you want to kind of talk about them really quick? Like what this band is all about um, for those who don't know? Yeah, and quite honestly, I feel like most people should at this point. Yeah, so let's let's preface a little here. Um, so The Strokes came out in like what, 2000-ish? Maybe 2001 if I remember correctly. Yeah. So a lot of bands 
at that time, they the Strokes kind of fueled the way for this alternate kind of sound. Yes. You saw a lot of bands come up that tried to emulate their sound and their style to an extent, but kind of different takes. So you had bands like The Killers. Um, who else would you put in there? Like Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think of who else was coming up in the 2000s. Yeah, kind of like those alternative um, rock kind of groups. Yeah, just it's, trying to capitalize it's, it's on that. It's interesting that you say that because I feel like a lot of them aren't as strong today. Yeah, but um, Interpol came out and they're kind of like a post-punk alternative. I, I compare them to Joy Division to a an extent. A lot of people do. Uh, there's a lot heavy, heavy influences um, for Joy Division in their sound and style. And I think, and a big part of Joy Division, I would say, even more important than Ian Curtis, of course, was the bass. I think the bass was very prominent and even with, after Joy Division, you know, Ian Curtis passed, uh, tragically killed himself with New Order. The bass is very prevalent in this. And I think the bass player of Interpol, the, the former bass player, uh, Carlos Denger. Denger, yes, Car- I believe so. Carlos Dengler. D- d- yes. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Hey, it's a mouthful. I think he was just super integral to their sound and just the way they did things. I it seemed like it was almost a cheap imitation of Interpol, but the bass really elevated. Cheap inter- imitation of Joy Division? Yes, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, it's all right. It's like, okay. The coffee is starting to kick in. My adrenaline's up. I, I like talking, so like, you know. Hey, man, it's all right. It's all right. I'm just looking out for you. I'm your spotter. Thanks, right? bro. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Spot me, bro. <laughs> Spot me, bro. How's my weights? No, but I feel like the bass was their, the, the, what's what made them special. Yes. If, if anything else, like, it just sounds like a cheap imitation of Joy Division in some parts. Maybe not in the guitars and stuff like that, but definitely the content of lyrics, the singing vocal styles, like trying to bring back this post-punk kind of element. 80s vibe. 80s yes. vibe, yeah. And and that's all fair points because Interpol, they never really did anything unique. They weren't the coolest band. They weren't the best band from an instrumental perspective or a vocal perspective but they all wore black and they did all those things well enough to at least create i think not one but two really great albums yes turn off the bright lights and Mm -hmm. antics because even though those things those uh things i was mentioning earlier they weren't the best at they did all those things well enough and it together became an an agglomation of all those rock elements. Yeah. Is it the most original sound? Maybe not. I feel like other bands have... The the other bands paved the way for this kind of post-punk, alternative, cool rock group to pave the way. And those first two albums are excellent. I would agree with you on that. Absolutely. So now they've returned almost 15 years later from Turn Off the Bright Lights, coming off of a 2007 tour where they actually did an anniversary tour for that album mm-hmm. and they returned back to studio the, as a trio because the yes. original bassist so left a while ago there was um two albums after turn off the bright turn on the bright lights and then antics um our love to admire came out in 20 uh, 2007 and then their self-titled interpol came out in 2010 um, El Pintor was their next album in 2014 and now which brings us to Marauder in 2018 so I guess we'll just jump right into it. Uh, as a trio, what did you think of this album? There are several things that I appreciate about this album. And 
if you're a longtime Interpol listener, you'll notice it right off the bat. There's almost a more minimalistic approach to this album. Yes, it's very simple. Yes, very, very simple. And it's also a concept album, all done through the point of view of one person, one character that the lead singer, Paul Banks, uh, sings from that point of view. And they decided to develop this album while they were on tour for their anniversary tour for Turn Off the Bright Lights. And they felt kind of inspired. To them, it was kind of like, you know, oh, we should craft an album while we're on tour. We're feeling it right now. Let's let's get into the studio. And they were really feeling pretty good about this album. And I definitely appreciate the aspect that it was recorded live in the studio. So it's a nice touch. However, that nice touch cannot make up for the fact that this is a very lackluster album. It's a, in the way that it's very simple, it is also very safe. I feel like it is time for some new experimentation in their sound and what they can bring to the table because I feel like their last few albums. They, their sound hasn't grown. It's it's what I expect. No, not at all. There not isn't anything bit. new to it. There isn't anything exciting that they bring to it. The, you know, for me, the bass is the critical thing of this band, and the bass was lacking severely. I feel like, and it could have been the way it was mixed and you know the live producing elements and stuff. But I feel like, you know, there's there's also a point too that you know you won't have the same bass lines that Carlos could have brought to the table. So, do you try to? one-up him to a sense and make something crazy or do you kind of scale it back and you know let his legacy in the band kind of prevail and i feel like he carlos just brought interpol out of the general element of what their music is and brought it to that next level and i just don't think it's there on this album and it's a shame too because the rawness that we would like from a rock album and the rawness that we've talked about several times on this show from lacking in most rock bands these days mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. There's just no way to present it in a good way. And they're actually working with the producer that they've worked with before on antics. See, but- that's the thing too. Like they're working with the same producer. They're working mm-hmm. with the same sound. They're working like there needs to be something new to the table. Just, I, I was looking for something different. Like it needs something different to elevate it, to get them back into the swing of things. Like, they're going to go on tour and do great just because people love them so much. And it's like, Oh, the classics, you know, we got to hear turn on the bright lights and all that. But like this out, like if this was their only album, it's like how I don't justify a tour out of it. No song is really memorable. Yeah. And even the Rover, like this, the main single off of it, when we first heard it, we were just kind of like, okay, like it's another Interpol song. There's nothing special to it. There's nothing. It's got a really you forgettable can, <laughs> hook to it as well. You can almost play um, Interpol Bingo on this album. You know, <laughs> is there a Joy Division reference? Ching. Does he sound like Ian Curtis? Ching. Is there a part where he goes, "Oh, yes." Ching. <laughs> like, there's just like little things you listen for. It's like, okay, is this album gonna have it? Yes. Check. Check. Okay, I've heard this before. And while there, I did find myself kind of jamming along to it because there's some really you know good steady guitar riffs Mm -hmm. that got kind of like that really sharp edge to them yeah and the drum beats 
really can help you get into that mood of tapping your feet. I found myself doing that several times on the album. I feel yeah. like I enjoyed the instrumental aspects the most on this album. Yeah, it's a very it's a driving album. Like a you know, kind of just keeps it it doesn't stop. Once it, no, gets, it once it gets in, it just keeps going and going and going until it hits the end. It's just such a shame that there's no real variety here. Mm-hmm. Even though Paul Banks, the singer, goes with a higher register on some tracks, but it, his vocals really don't change up that much other than that. And a lot of the songs just kind of blend together for me. Yeah, it's hard to distinguish between each of the songs. They all sound, like John said, extremely similar, especially with the vocal range that you know he has and i think that's just kind of what he likes to do and that's their sound you know i feel like the two things that make interpol what they are too you know besides the bass are the vocals you know you don't really think of the guitar too much in it because that kind of just stays constant but like those piercing vocals are like yours you know rosemary heaven restores you in life yeah there's no (laughs) there's nothing in there that he sings about that i felt grabbed me yeah because they never were the best lyricists either and these lyrics are just i don't know i can't i can't think of anything where i was listening to dom was like oh that's a clever line or oh that was interesting what he did there it just didn't feel like there was much of a attempt to really do something different yeah and i think we could probably jump into our final thoughts yeah but I, I, I know it's hard. You, it's it, I know people can't see us right now, so I just want to say this really quick. <laughs> but Adam and I keep on looking back and forth at each other. We don't like trashing albums. No, and I'm not necessarily trashing this album, but at the same time, it's like, what do I say about something that clearly lacks everything, but has certain elements that kind of work, like? It, for me, is it really a listen? I would say yes. I would definitely give it a listen. But don't expect anything new or groundbreaking for them. And don't expect like to reinvent the wheel with what they're doing. Because it, it's just a typical, maybe not their worst album per se, but it's definitely their most lackluster album. Especially with all the hype you know, they put behind it. You know, Coming out, their new album, for, last album in the last four years. You know, the reunion tour getting people hyped for that like i don't know man just without carlos like it just doesn't work i feel like so i'm going to give this one a solid stream it i feel like interpool fans like the diehards will definitely find some enjoyable things out of it but for people who are looking for something new in their style or where can this band go it it doesn't work so this sounds like their first album as opposed to their fifth or 10th album or whatever number that Mm. they're on. It's not bad enough to struggle listening to it, but it's not good enough to enjoy rocking out to it. This is very much one of those cases where I have to say, you probably did need to create a more produced album because if I think about Turn Off the Bright Lights and Antics and what made those albums work, it wasn't just Carlos and what he brought to the band. It was the aspect that like those were finely tuned, really well done mm. albums from a produced standpoint. 
It wasn't overly produced like Death Cab, like we talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, there was, I think that's a good point. It, there was a guidance towards it. Yes. This just kind of sounded like, let's just lay down a couple tracks here, do it live, we'll see how it sounds, mix it up a little bit, boom. Yeah, and it's a shame, too, that's because it's obvious that they really believed in this. They felt reinvigorated, probably for the first time in a while, and it it's just missing so much to it. It's missing something for people to grab onto something and take away from it. Not only are there just not any songs that are not memorable, there's nothing that's, like, catchy, even. Yeah. They couldn't even do that well enough. I feel like the Rover is kind of catchy, but just the lyrics and just the general, like... Literally, the chorus is, The Rover! The Rover! Mars Rover! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just... I, I think it's just really, really one of those kind of things where they're not being pushed mm-hmm. and they're not really being given a chance to take what they have and fine tune it and give it, take it to that next level. Yeah. They definitely need something that will elevate them to what that next level is. And they need to find that. It is absolutely a stream. It, and like you said, this is just for the fans only for the fans. And it's disappointing to say that, mm-hmm. but that's really the case. Cause I was really rooting for this album i know me too and i was, you know, was i was too. nervous too when i heard the rover i'm like oh okay yeah. hopefully the other album the other songs will pick up a little bit yeah it, it it's funny too because we we listened to the rover and my first reaction was <laughs> the rover <laughs> like my first reaction to hearing that was just oh man i i want to listen to their earlier stuff Not, yeah i'm excited for their new stuff yeah Man, <laughs> I hope I hope everybody's been following us on uh, social media too. By the way, because yeah. we've been rolling out the rosemary memes every quite time. A lot. Every time we see some rosemary, we just have to put it. <laughs> That's kind of become my new thing now too. By the way, did you see that I uh, sent you a snap with uh, red red wine? Yes. <laughs> You didn't respond back to it. I'm sorry. I thought I thought you would have really appreciated I that. I should have. I'm sorry. A- Adam really loves that song, by the way, folks. Red, red, one of it, be so fine. You keep me rocking all of the time. <laughs> uh, <sighs> you know what also I really, really enjoy? It's a song that just never gets old for me. Flash. News flash. Sorry, I was confused because to... you said flash first, and I was like, wait, it's news flash, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're good, fam. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was trying to wind you up and then join oh. in, and I skipped ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I got a little overzealous there. It's all good. Oh, boy. News. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's Okay, I'm going to try and get through this without smashing my head into the mic. Ed Sheeran is going to star <laughs> in Danny Boyle's upcoming Beatles-themed film. Uh, this is this is our weekly beefs with Ed Sheeran featuring John. And people will see why we're going to talk about it in a second. But apparently he'll be playing himself in the film. It's going to come out in theaters in September 2019. And pretty much the concept behind the film is that... Uh, Hamish Patel, he is a musician 
who wakes up one day to discover that he is the only person on the planet who remembers the Beatles. Ed Sheeran, once again, playing himself, then discovers Patel's character and takes him on tour with him. Now, I'm not even going to bother reading his quote because apparently they filmed this in between him touring and who cares. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So, so it's a Beatles movie based on a kid who's the only person on earth who remembers the Beatles. Yes. Uh, what? Yeah, this this already just sounds like a bad concept from Is like to Paul end. McCartney and Ringo in this? Like no, I really can't. hope not. I really, really hope not. I hope they are, but they throw tomatoes at Ed Sheeran like <laughs> Hey Ed, take Ed, take this, you bloke. <laughs> Peace I'm gonna love. peace and love. Here's an octopus in your face. Peace and love. <laughs> I, I'm look. I know I hate on Ed Sheeran a lot, but you no 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 no. Okay, he, he, I know he was on Game of Thrones last season. This kid is not a good actor. I understand he was only on that show for a minute or something like that. But even in that minute, he couldn't stop doing that smirk that he always does in every single one of his promotional photos. Yeah. Like, Ed Sheeran, you are in Game of Thrones. You're in the, you're in the middle of a forest in the winter and whatever else, and there you are with that dumb smirk. <sighs> Jeez. No. I, like, the reason why this drives me nuts is because most likely he's going to be awful. And instead of getting somebody who could actually act, they get someone like him. Uh, okay, first of all, you lost me at a little boy is the only person who remembers the Beatles. I do not want to see that movie. Yeah. So, I, of course, the, you know, you got to sell it to the masses. So, here's Ed Sheeran. It just, no, not, none <laughs> of this sounds good whatsoever. I will not be paying any money to see this film and i usually like to reserve judgment on anything until i've actually seen it but i already know i'm going to hate this i'm going to hate it so much because i guarantee you at some point they're going to have ed sheeran cover a track of the beatles yeah he's going to go up there he's going to do like blackbird he actually did a um at the was there like a beatles reunion thing a couple years ago paul and uh, what's it called? Ringo were there, and yeah. he did a cover of uh, "In My Life." Oh, brother! It actually, wasn't too bad. Ugh. Sorry, I. He does good on songs that he doesn't write. Well, then again, <laughs> oops, <laughs> copyrights. I, I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of these kind of things ever. I'm not I, a fan of like Beatles movies in general. Like, no, let me say that again. I love Help. That's a not help. Hard Day's Night. That's Hard Day's great, Night. Great, yes. great movie. I don't like these like tribute Beatles movies. Like I don't either. Across the universe, like, oof. It was okay. It's okay, but like I just can't. The covers are just I don't know. There's something about the Beatles. Just like everyone said everything they need to say about them. Like just leave them. Like, yeah, I love the Beatles as much as the next guy. Grew up on them. My my grandmother like always talk them up because she actually grew up in England That's and her awesome. it was like a big deal that these young kids are making it in England mm -hmm. and I I get why there's still a fascination with them I'm the guy that went to Tampa with his pregnant wife to see Paul McCartney live I get it but 
not only does the concept sound bad, but if you're going to take someone like Ed Sheeran and make him one of the main stars, like not even like, oh, he's doing guest appearance or whatever, you've already lost me. And it's not just the fact that I don't like him. He's not a good actor. And he's not going to be one in this film. And it's even more disappointing that someone like Danny Boyle, who has done great films, is attached to this. Right. Yeah. No, I... I'm not a fan of artists showing up in there. There there have been cases where they come in and they're really great. Apparently, Lady Gaga is phenomenal in A Star is Born. Yeah. Well, she's, she's, like, she's she done is, acting and stuff like that really talented. She's a yeah. really talented actress. And she can actually sing, too. But. Yeah. You know what's funny? So have you ever seen the movie The Squid and the Whale? Yes. Okay, so you know like when Jesse Eisenberg claims he wrote that Pink Floyd song? <laughs> so is this going to be like this little kid is going to be like, oh, yeah, I wrote this song. It's been a hard day's night. Like, what would you do if if you were the only one who knew the Beatles, right? Like, would you just re-record all their stuff again and be like, yeah, that was me? No. No. What's no. he going to do? He's like, wow, people need to hear this. And he just tries to play it. I could probably write this movie right now. Okay, here we go. He wakes up one morning. He's listening to his, the Beatles, right? So, like, would all the merch be gone? Like, is their presence be gone? Like, what's the what's the thing here? I, I don't I don't think there's any information on that. All right, so that's, let's assume that's pretty much all we know. Let's assume film. all the merch, all the photos, everything of them has been wiped from existence. Right? So this little kid wakes up. He's like, "Daddy, put on the Beatles, please." And he's like, "Huh? The Beatles? What's the Beatles? They, you know, they sing um um help. I need somebody help." I don't know that, but that's a catchy song. Ha ha ha. Oh my god, no and then he like keeps going around, running around. You don't know who the Beatles are? Like, oh I don't know who the Beatles are. Oh my gosh, the Beatles. And then like Alright, so what happens next? So eventually So he's, then what happens next? He starts playing in coffee shops and at first Well here's his the qu- music well, well, doesn't well, well, really well, catch. Well, hold on. Here's the question though. Does he have a copy of the CDs of the Beatles? Yes. Let, let, let's okay, say so he so he has he does. however they're starting to disappear, a la Back to the Future. So he knows, okay, this music, I can't even show people this music anymore. I've got to actually start playing it myself. And he's, but he's a he... struggling musician where his musics don't catch on. But then one night in the coffee shop, he decides, all right, I'm going to do a hard wait, day's night. Wait, wait. And then Ed Sheeran discovers him. Yes. And then Ed Sheeran goes, you know what? I'm going to steal all these songs for myself. And the plot is Ed Sheeran taking all these Beatles songs and saying he wrote them. And then eventually something happens and then they find out he didn't wrote them. And then he goes to jail and he gets sued a million dollars, two thousand million dollars. And it has the end picture is John, uh, my host over co-host over here, sitting in a round lounger chair at the age of uh, 94, telling his grandchildren. And that's the story of how... Ed Sheeran was arrested for claiming he wrote all the Beatles songs. <laughs> there you go. I just wrote the movie. Yes, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it was all a retelling of a story of a story. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, I, I'd pay As to they see say in England, film. it's brilliant. I'd pay to see that film. Absolutely would. You know what I also would maybe pay for? Oh, boy. So did you hear Metallica is launching their own whiskey? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> yes, it is called Blackened. 
<laughs> it's coming out in uh later this year. <laughs> oh god, anyway. New York, uh, California, Wisconsin, and guess where? Really Florida. There was a board meeting somewhere where somebody was like, "Guys, we don't know what to call this whiskey." Well, we can't we can't call it a what's their what's their terrible album? Saint, Saint Anger. Saint Anger. <laughs> and whiskey for all. That'd be a good one. Oh, that would have been right? so good. Oh man. Oh. Enter Whiskey Man. <laughs> well, they went. They went with blackened. I guess that's okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Fight fire with fire water. I think that'd oh, be good. Oh, right? there you go. Yeah. There you go. Some deep cuts right See, there. See, right? I'm telling you, you should have been on that board naming right. these albums, I naming these products. Yeah. It's oh. gonna really shake your guts, as they quoted. Um, what else here? It it will retail for forty three dollars. So I think we're gonna have to. Deep dig into the G4D budget money and have a on-air sample of some uh, blackened whiskey. Write it off as an expense. <laughs> yeah, we'll let our uh, secretary file it. Right, we don't have a secretary; it's just us. Um, yeah, it's so. one of your Funko Pops. <laughs> Which one? Which Funko Pop? Uh, do you trust I, don't, the most? I don't know. Where are they? They they They're disappeared. They're over in the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, my um. Were, my, were they were they bad today? No, my shelf on top of my record player thing broke, and I haven't had a chance to fix it yet but uh, gotcha i don't know maybe uh jeff goldblum from independence day <laughs> I, I i think him the most or maybe wa- oh no 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 it's waluigi Stop. no it's my minion oh it's, yes and he's gonna wear a little business suit and he's gonna go you got a message i have a message okay well tell me what it is oh it's sheeran called today okay no <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, I, I, I think we got to try it just for the sake of it. <laughs> shake yeah. your guts, yes. Because when I drink whiskey, I want something that could shake my gut. That's right. You're not a man if you're not drinking whiskey that shakes your gut. That's right. Shake it. Whiskey, imprisoning me. All I see, great value. I'm gonna get drunk. I'm gonna get laid. I'm gonna take my whiskey and drink it all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, that's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. You're in rare form today, buddy, and I love it. It's the coffee, I man. love it. It's kicking in. It is kicking in. It is kicking in. Oh, oh man, you know what I wish didn't kick in? Uh oh. Eminem decided oh. last night. To drop a new album. Surprise! Just what everybody wanted. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't listened to uh, our Eminem episode, it was our only Trash It, right? Yes, it's our only Trash It. It's our only Trash It review. Because it was so awful. It was, yeah, not... I'd I'd rather drink whiskey made by one biscuit than have to listen to that album again. (laughs) DJ Lethal! (laughs) That's what it'd be called, probably. (laughs) <laughs> hot dog flavored whiskey <laughs> with notes of hot dog and sausage <laughs> and four loco <laughs> yep it's like that episode of the office remember mm, it, has a, it has a smoky afterbirth <laughs> yeah so we're gonna talk about eminem's new album next week yes and I don't There's already we... been some controversy with it. Oh, boy. Of course So there is. he has a song on the album called Fall, where he decides to, you know, just 
diss on a bunch of current rappers, including Tyler, the creator, Earl Sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. And it includes a homophobic slur in it, of course. To who? To Tyler, the creator. Oh, jeez. So, and, you know, this is already causing controversy. He even actually bashes Pitchfork in there, too. I was kind of hoping he would bash us, too, but... D for D, (laughs) S, my D. (laughs) But, yeah, of course, you know... The you know he he can't come up with a good album so instead he's got to trash everybody else bring them all down. But how dare you make fun? How dare you make fun of my album when it sucked? You guys are a bunch of homophobic slurs. <laughs> like well, come on. Like, like I love it too. Like how dare you guys make better music than me? Right. Although <laughs> although, he, although he doesn't diss people like Kendrick Lamar, which is good. Oh yeah. But yeah. <laughs> It also this track also features uh, Justin Vernon from uh, is it Vern Vernon Vernon uh, Justin Vernon from uh, Bon Iver Bon Iver Bon Iver oh, oh Bonnie Bear but is, I know everybody says Bon Iver but isn't it Bon Iver Bon Iver yeah I think so well, it's ah, Bonnie Bear you know <laughs> and apparently he's already denounced the song you know saying it was a mistake to work on it after buzz generated behind it so. <sighs> I guess my question is, why should anybody care, and why is anybody surprised? I mean, because look, look, Eminem's always had beef with people and yes. always called them out, but it's always been in a joking way. It's always been in a playful, fun, ha ha ha, take that. He doesn't really like, you know, I don't know, it's whatever Eminem. Yeah. If you want to just hate on people, number six brought up a good point. Our good buddy audience member number six brought up a really, really good point. At one point, this guy was known for writing rap songs that were misogynistic, hating on women, homophobic, you know, just really dirty and disgusting. And him coming back and trying to do that again on this new album in this day and age. Yeah. That doesn't work. Doesn't work just leaves a sour note in everyone's mouth you know and i and i thought about it and i'm probably going to say this because i can't really speak for the whole album at this point but i think we should come back around to this point after we listen to it because i think eminem is now at this point in his career where he's going to have to pull a jay-z so jay-z's last album uh 444 was the direction that jay-z should have gone a long time ago in my opinion Mm mm-hmm but it was a smart one and ended up being a great album because he moved away from the old Jay-Z that we have known before. Yeah, I feel like these 90s rappers have kind of like, it was all about what what am I going to say that's going to offend people and like rile people up. and like Now you offend people and yeah. you just take people off and you get all these tweets going and you know, you just, you're, ter- you're going to turn people against you. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he has his defenders, but in this day and age, this kind of stuff just doesn't fly anymore. People have zero tolerance for it. None whatsoever. Yeah. And for me, I think he needs to go that Jay-Z route because it's time to find something new. You're an older guy, and Jay-Z realized that. And instead of rapping about big pimping, he decided to start rapping about, like, oh, you should invest. There's a maturity aspect to it. Yes. You know? Maturity I, is exactly there. And I think Eminem is in that mindset that people want it 
people listen i think he's in that mindset that people want to listen to eminem because i'm outrageous and you don't know what i'm gonna say next and who i'm gonna offend next and i think he's still in that mindset that's what people want to hear but you know maybe longtime eminem fans feel the same way but i feel like it just doesn't work for this day and age sadly i mean did it work in the 90s maybe not and sure people were offended but well also in the 90s we didn't have things like twitter and whatnot too as well true now now granted i feel like people are so eager to grab their pitchforks instantly these days but yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with holding an artist to task on something like this yeah but at the same time i don't know if it's one of those kind of things where like you need to like write them off from ever doing music ever again yeah and i feel like too you know Maybe with like, you know, push the Drake did that diss track, right? About Pusha T and Pusha T came back and like destroyed Drake, right? There's a difference between that and like what Eminem is doing, you know? Like diss tracks are kind of like, even those were kind of, you know, getting outdated per se. But, you know, with, with the internet culture the way it is, I think it's time for Eminem to just kind of new direction. He can still rap. He still got the talent. He's probably even better than he was before with that. Just I think he needs a new direction i can't wait to review this album with you i have not listened to any of it yet i i hope it's not as bad as the previous album but i i really can't wait to take a deep dive into this because when it first dropped there are a bunch of people who were like eminem is back y'all hated his previous album but this is the eminem we know and love and it's like is is that really the eminem that we want yeah i mean what also, at what point can you say, okay, stop calling this person a, a homophobic slur? Like, do you have any other talent besides that? Like, if you're just going to call all these rappers and I'll call them these terrible things, like, bring something else to the table. Like, come on, we get it. You, whatever. Yeah. Controversy. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to review this album. He actually uh, teams up with Dre again on that, which is uh, pretty interesting. Oh. So, I, I, I think we're in for a fun show next week, buddy. Heck yes. So, oh, jeez. Running down on coffee. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means? We are down to our final ground. <laughs> yes, Johnny. <laughs> I just want to see Tommy Wasau do one of those. Oh, yes. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny. Yes, Papa. <laughs> Hitting Lisa? No, Papa, I did not. <laughs> Telling lies? I did not hit her. Not true. Oh man, you need to do that like right after this podcast. Because if you don't do it, somebody else will, and they will get all the internet points, all those fake, beautiful internet points that you deserve. Mm, Give them all to me. (laughs) Ah, well, we've talked about some okay music. We've talked about some bad music. We've talked about artists we hate. (laughs) But now it's time for the good stuff. On Final Grounds, this is basically kind of a lightning round of albums that we've been listening to. And, buddy, there's just so much good music. I know. I've been so busy. I've been trying to listen to stuff, and it's, just it's, it so was hard this week. There's so out there. Well, for my first album, I want to give another shout-out to my buddy Ryan, who dropped this album on me. It's called Energy Dreams by Rejoicer, off the label Stone's Throw. And it is a fantastic album. Really dig this. This is a an electronic fused beats album. Just like he had told me about it, it's very much got that electronic and uh, that 
early morning vibe to it, I should say. Really, really enjoying this album. I think a lot of people should check it out, too. Very laid back. Cool. What else do you got? Oh, oh, you're still queuing up? Yeah. Right, I'll, hey, I'll go next. I was trying to have you go next. Uh-oh, you're, pay- you're playing Oops. stuff. He was playing stuff. Was so sure. It's all good. It's all good, sir. Next up, I've actually got a jazz artist from New Jersey. My oh. old stomping grounds. My old uh, place of residence. This artist called Pat Van Dyke. And the album's called Hello Summer, which is conveniently coming out at the end of summer. Oh, look at that. This is a really, really easygoing jazz record with hip-hop infused elements in there too it is just very very enjoyable all instrumental i think it's one of those kind of albums that's great to have in the background and it's been getting a lot of playthroughs from me already just because of how well produced it is too Hmm. cool um let's see here oh escapism uh dropped a song today or i think today called body snatcher they're kind of like electronic like rockish kind of elements um, I believe the guy who fronts Chain in the Gang, it's the same guy. It's just kind of a side project. So check out Escapism. Cool. Check out the track Passion, but Passion is spelled P-A-S-H-U-N, from the artist N from the Wave, and N from the Wave is all one word. This is a really great jazz-inspired album as well. It's some really good like piano to it, and... The rapping vocals to it on here as well really create a good, like, upbeat kind of inspiring track that really motivates you to do more with your life. And this is just one of those kind of rap jazz album, uh, rap jazz uh, songs, I should say, that's very much very, very easy to groove to. Sweet. Um, I don't know if you heard, but uh, one of the artists we reviewed, Soccer Mommy. Dropped a Bruce Springsteen cover called I'm on Fire. Ooh. Yeah, you should definitely check that out. Oh, man, I'm all about that. Yeah, definitely check that one out. All about it. Yeah, and then I have one more, um, although I am probably going to butcher. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really, really going to butcher the name here. I just got to find it. Ooh, there we go. Oh, no, wait. No, that's not it. Oh, I lost it. No, there it is. Got it. Sorry. My fault. It is Dominique Dumont, and the track is Le Soleil Dans Le Monde. Ooh. I put a little French accent on there because it's a French artist. This is experimental IDM here. IDM, short for intelligent dance music, for those who don't know. And this, I think, is a track that you would like because it starts off with like some samples in the beginning of somebody walking through puddles and stepping on like pebbles and stuff like that and then there's even like some kind of like music that plays in the background it almost starts off like a books song like Ooh. the books what's the song called well here i'll show you the screenshot that i have right here ah. and this is just a very very almost like sitting on the beach type of song okay and it's got these vocals that are kind of like in the background that kind of almost blend with the electronic music because mm-hmm. the vocals aren't the main focus, but they do blend really, really well with the instrumental electronic elements 
on it. It's just such a really cool song. I really look forward to hearing more from this artist. I actually went and checked out their EP that they've had originally, and I'm really, really digging it. I think it's got some really great vibes to it. Sweet. Um, I will recommend the new album from Spiderbags called Someday Everything Will Be Fun. If you're looking for a good, fun punk album, that's for you. Someday everything will be fine. Someday. 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 <laughs> oh, buddy. Good, good, good stuff. Good talks. Good, good talks. Good discussions. Indeed. Yes. All, all the discussions. I, uh, it is so, isn't it so sad when you're all out of coffee? And my, but I have a beautiful mug to look yes, at. Yes, exactly. From Muddy Pup Pottery. Yes. Love, I absolutely love this. G4D, the coffee mug. G4D, the coaster. <laughs> yeah, I still have my coaster. G4D, the flamethrower. <laughs> My kids love this one. (laughs) And last but not least, my personal favorite, G4D the doll. (laughs) It's just a stuffed atom. (laughs) Give me more coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, let's see what other phrases it's got. John, stop banging on the table. (laughs) Oh, well, that that one uh, hit a little close to home. I didn't approve that one. Well, let well, let, let's see what else we got in here. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. Well, that's a completely uh, different franchise. That's there. my catchphrase. <laughs> uh, let's see what. Let, let, let's do it one more time. Okay. Oh, hi, John. <laughs> there you oh, go. Okay. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Okay, okay. Right. Smash Mouth is the greatest band ever. Hey, how are you getting these things through? You're not running through me on uh, the approval process. On our, on our G4D <laughs> Adam dolls. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I, kinda... I feel like it would say, oh, Lordy, a lot. <laughs> I also feel like it should also just go. <sighs> I feel like at one point when you pull coffee. it, it should just play all of All Star. And it won't stop until like it just the song ends. <laughs> But it'll be on random, so you don't ever know when you're going to get it. And it'll just go really loud. Somebody like that. <laughs> I feel like if they made a John stuffed animal, it would uh, be wearing a Boards of Canada t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Blade Runner is the best movie of all time. Oh, wow. This this doll is right on point. <laughs> Zip. I wish I was Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Zip. This coffee is actually whiskey. No, <laughs> Zoop, it sounds better on vinyl. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff, sir. Well, hey, buddy. Well, join us next week while we will dive further into the racism and bigotry that is Eminem. <laughs> oh, I, I'm both excited, nervous, and... <laughs> Really curious if we give another one of his albums a trash it. Well, I have the trash can right here to find out later. <laughs> so this has uh, been another episode of G4D. Grounds for discussion. discussion. And we say goodbye. 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 Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D. Grounds for discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram 
under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.